You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's Casey Thompson. Looking, stepping, throwing downfield, passes intercepted. Picked off by Clyde Washington. He's to the 30-yard line, going to the outside. Chancellor Brewington knocks him down at the 25-yard line. Casey underthrew it. The man was open right behind Washington. Wide open. Wide open. Wow, that was an odd voice to hear. Yes. And Damon Benning. Um, quick little, I only got to listen uh, driving uh, from the house here to the station. Uh, Damon was as advertised. Mm-hmm. He elevated the... Uh, he elevated the football knowledge on the broadcast, and it was a better discussion. I think he made people better around him. So that was my only little – I heard about two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Brewington, by the way, saved a touchdown. Nice uh, form tackle. Can he play defense? Yeah, right. Uh, before we go back to the calls, uh, Conrad is uh, behind the board tonight. It is your birthday. Kara uh, uh, at Husker Kara. Nice. I'd like to uh, wish you a happy birthday. How old are you now? 32. 32. Do you know Kara? I do. Yeah, yeah. she's one of my best friends. Oh, happy birthday from Kara. Hey, Kara, thanks for letting us. Uh, She's a cat mom. That Yeah, very much so. Oh, my God, she's a Cubs fan. Oh, and a nerd. She likes books. Oh, Kara, I'm a big fan of reading, too. This is great. Thanks for listening. So she's married? Not that I know of. Oh. Oh, okay. Why, Gary, you interested? I got her number. I can hook you up, man. I think there's a difference between our age. <laughs> and also, I'm not available. Uh, Michael says, not severe. Sign me up for the No Finger Wag Club, too. It's ridiculous, especially when the receiver just drops the pass. Still generally proud of the effort tonight. Great show. Greetings from Ohio. GBR Damon was great. Wow, that was a very positive, positive tweet yes. there from Michael. Thank you, Michael. Uh, print the T-shirts as we speak. Team No Finger Wag! Uh, what a great day of college football. Uh, you had Alabama, Tennessee, where they dumped the goalposts in the river. Uh-huh. Uh, Utah and USC are coming up on a great ending. Utah is down a touchdown. Second and goal with a minute 41 to go, 42-35. USC will keep you updated on that. Let's go back to the calls. Oh, wait. Um, I was just going to say, Jordan Addison got hurt in this one. He's on crutches right now on the sidelines, too. So Ooh. I'm worried that, that that might be affecting the rest of their year. Hey, Pac-12 is uh, running the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon-UCLA game day is in Eugene next week. For a big game. Yeah, huge game. And Utah is Ooh. down to the one-yard line mm. as we go to uh, Jason. Jason, welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Hi, guys. Can you hear me all right? Hey, well, Jason. Jason, we got you. Take your time. All right. Great. All right. Hey, first and foremost, yep. hey, thank you for doing this show. Um, it can go a lot of different ways. Yep. Um, you guys sign up for this, and you're there, and so thank you, first and foremost. No worries, uh, Jason. Second of all, yeah, second of all, uh, Gary, how are things going without um, Mr. Benning not being there with you? Uh, and then, Josh, did you run today? No, I didn't. I'm running tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Gary, how are things? How, how are you? How are you, Gary? Uh, I guess. Um, Any updates? You know your new co-host is yet? Things are going fine. It's Gary and friends, it seems like, from now until the end of the year. Awesome. 
Right. Anything else you want to know about us, Jason? How, how are you doing, Jason? You know, what are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Okay. Um, so my day started off well. I coached my son's flag football team, and we won today. Nice. And then Good on you. Tennessee beat Alabama, which is great, and I thought Nebraska would just pop it off at the end, uh, which disappointed. Um, but uh, here's one thing that um, – or one thought I would have is – um, historically, it seems like Nebraska has been very good on defense when they have a very good secondary. Um, and that allows the O-line or D-line to apply a lot more pressure. And we don't have a very strong secondary this year. So just want to get your guys' thoughts on that. I'm Jason, thanks for uh, calling. Yeah, thanks for everything, Thanks for the uh, well wishes. Yeah. Um, there will be people that will be seeing a slant in their – Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that was an effective play, and O'Connell hit the passes, and their wide receivers don't drop the ball. You know, Charlie Jones, who looks completely different in the Purdue offense than he did at Iowa. Oh, he yeah. wasn't the featured guy at Iowa, but it just shows you any receiver at Iowa, as Utah has scored, and they're an extra point away from tying the game. Any wide receiver at Iowa, maybe you ought to think about transferring in the off season. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're from Nebraska, maybe a local kid, perhaps. Thinking about going Possibly. somewhere else? Yeah. So, but Charlie Jones doesn't drop the football. I mean, I think he has officially two drops now the entire season. Um, you know, I think the problem tonight with the defensive backs is that's a, you know, they were getting the ball out quick. Nebraska couldn't get to O'Connell. O'Connell barely got touched. And even when he didn't get the ball out quick, Nebraska couldn't get to him. Mm-hmm. You know, defensive backs also didn't do a great job of of locking on to wide receivers and tying them up and bringing them down. Yeah. The the thing about last year's defense, that was an old group of guys. Yeah, they were so and good it, at keeping everyone in yeah, front of them. And in the back end, they were veteran. They had three-year starters yeah. uh, playing. You know, everything, when you play an offense like Purdue and you know what you have as Nebraska's defense, those things get magnified tonight. Mm-hmm. They, they're the same defense that played last week against Rutgers. They're the same defense that played against Indiana. They were playing against an NFL quarterback tonight. Yeah, yeah, they were playing against a better team. Who made all the throws, and Utah completes a two-point conversion to take the lead. Wow. Wow. With 48 seconds left. Here we go in nuts in Salt Lake City. You're right, though. The the team that they played tonight had a much better quarterback than the last two weeks. The team they played tonight had a much better offense than the one that they played the last couple of weeks. It's just a better team, and, and it's a better program. It's a better quarterback. Uh, I think what you said, especially about last year's group, uh, that that certainly hits my ear as well too. It was a veteran group; they kept guys in front of them. This this team doesn't. And you know, I guess going to the, the specific part of the caller's question there about the defensive backs, it, it should have been a huge warning sign to us all, Gary. In what August that they were bringing in a former UCF defensive back that had you know played under Scott Frost five years ago that they had to bring somebody in. I mean, what, one of their starters is now an offensive player because he. He wasn't up to snuff on the defensive side of the ball. And Tommy Hill, so, yeah. that I mean, I think every level right now has issues for Nebraska, but their defensive backs certainly aren't helping either. Here is uh, Devin. Hello, Devin. Welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Yeah, I, mean, I think every level right now has yeah, issues. Devin, you got Devin. It. Devin, turn down your radio real quick. Oh, God, I'm listening to you guys. Oh, is a, that is a sexy, I have a cold Hold voice. <laughs> Hold on a second. Devin, what do you got to go? Yeah. Hey, Devin. Hey, uh, hey, guys. I just want to thank you for the the show that you guys do. First off, I think Nebraska plays with a ton of effort tonight. It, it, 
it's some of the best I've ever seen in the past. Well, what Mickey has done, he's put Frost behind us. Clearly, he's put Frost behind us. And when is the last time you've seen two special teams flocks in the same year? Right? It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. The effort that they play, look, Bill Bush hasn't been perfect, but what he's got right now is has been more than you could ever ask for. And we're right there. I'm not anointing, I'm not, a, I'm not anointing um, Mickey as a head coach, but. but what you've got right now is effort. You've got sincere play, and you've got guys buying in. And uh, it, it, look, we can still go six and six in this whole thing, and. We're right there. The only thing, the only game that is not winnable is Michigan. You guys can say it's not. I just think we're really going to struggle with a team that runs the ball really well in Michigan. But I think this is still a six and six team. Mickey has got to be at least right there for the job. And he's made he's made Nebraska football fun again. I mean, we're right there tonight. We win this game, we're for sure going six and six. I love what this is. This team has become. We're not perfect on defense, but by God, we're far better than where we were a month ago. Yep. No, Thank the, you. Devin. There's no denying that Mickey has got guys to believe in themselves and in the whole process, and you know they can fight through some things that ail them. But they don't crack. Um, and also, I mean, why it's so, you know, our reaction to Mickey is because he just is doing simple things. Yeah. Yeah. He's just he's doing simple things. to. He's get, clearing such a low bar that hadn't been cleared over the last few years. Because, you know what, because he believes in the product. Yep. He's got guys that he's coaching that believe in themselves and believe in the product as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that seems simple. But with everything that was going on, it clearly was not simple. But people believe in themselves and they believe in the product. And if you have that taken care of, then that's your baseline. And, you know, you can you can start back up from there. And, you know, that's that's an accomplishment. And they didn't crack tonight. You know, they, they, there's probably been times where they got behind 27-10. They'd be done. USC is not cracking here. This is a wild finish. Yeah, they had a great kickoff return that got them close to midfield. There was a hold. They had a really – so it went basically all the way back towards their own end zone. They had a really good first down play. I missed what the penalty was. I'm guessing it was another hold, Gary. But that got taken yep. back. So now it's second and 15. They have 32 seconds left. By the way, I do disagree. I don't think six and six – I mean, is it possible? Of course, everything's possible still, you know, within reason. They, they got to go three and two. I, I find it hard, though, to find the three wins – on the rest of the schedule. I know Iowa's not a good team this year. I know Wisconsin is not a good team this year. Illinois is a really good team. Uh, Michigan's yeah. a really good team. And Minnesota is a really good team. The guy coming in here in two weeks, Chase Brown, is the first Dude. to go over 1,000 yards. And that's the thing. I, I, I did want to read this email that we got from Kevin. He says, the next six, ga- six games are not pass-happy teams. That's a good thing because maybe, just maybe, the defense can step up. See, I, I, I don't... I think no matter what a team can do, as long as they can do it somewhat effectively, Nebraska's going to have trouble. Purdue ran the ball all over them tonight, and Purdue's not a running football team. Yep. They also passed the ball all over them. But like you just said, with Illinois, that team, I mean, what are we going to be talking about in two weeks in terms of just raw output? 350, 400 rushing yards? I mean, I think that that might be on the table for Illinois. Uh, here is uh, Kelsey. Hello, Kelsey. Hi. Hey, Kelsey. Um, 
Hello. I so I um I was disappointed with the defensive effort, uh, undeserved finger wagging and all. <laughs> and um but they were also on the field for like forty three minutes. Yes, they were. Um and and I think that that deserves some consideration. Like, um, if if our offense had um, kept the had stayed on the field longer, then I feel like there's a very real possibility that this game could have had a different ending. Um, just giving our defense some more rest and giving Purdue um, less time to make plays. So that was my thoughts. Just interested on your takes. Yeah, thanks Kelsey, for the call, the call, Kelsey. Yeah, they they were on the field a ton. 43 minutes to 17 minutes, essentially. And you were down your two inside linebackers. Yeah. No. Which did not help. And so you had Maga Clements and um, Hausman out there. Yeah. I will say this. Jeff Brom does a – you know, I, I, I question at the end in that last possession when he had second down on, uh, and he threw the football. Mm-hmm. But he does a good job of picking on players. Like he – you knew when – when Butler came into the game, mm-hmm. they found him right away, mm-hmm. and they picked on him. But, again, you have a sixth-year quarterback that can make all the throws. Exactly. And you don't, you don't make him throw the ball 70 yards down the field. You say, you know what? They're going to give us the slant. They're, we're going to take what Nebraska's going to give us until they stop us. And Nebraska couldn't stop them on those routes. And O'Connell made the throws. I mean, that, they, it was kind of simple for Purdue tonight. But the biggest thing to me, going back to the beginning when we were talking, Josh, is Purdue established that they were going to run the football, and they once they had success, Nebraska was in trouble. Mm-hmm. They were in a lot of trouble. Um, I want to go back to the caller before yeah. uh, about special teams. Special teams tonight, solid phase. You had the block punt, which was a great schemed block by Sanford. He was in motion. They didn't count him. They lost track of him, and he comes right up the middle to block the punt. You also had Bleak Road, who up until tonight had only had three field goals, kicks three field goals, and don't forget, Tommy Hill makes an appearance. Tommy Hill has that 32-yard mm-hmm. kickoff mm-hmm. return. Tommy Hill appeared on offense in the first half. I don't recall seeing him on the field in the second half, um, but I imagine he was. I just noticed he was out there on, on one of Palmer's big plays. So special teams, once again, was key. Talk about a, a, a flipping of a year. Last year, you couldn't count on special teams. This year, you expect special teams to be one of your strengths every game. Yeah, yeah. Making plays. A couple emails I wanted to read real fast. First one from Grant. Why am I feeling the opposite than these fans tonight? I'm frustrated and upset. I feel very similar what I felt with these games with Frost. There was no pass rush. Casey played okay. He had costly turnovers. What's the optimism tonight? I don't get it. And, John, along those lines, as I've heard a lot of people say the team is putting forth admirable effort, and they have. They've also obviously put in much better effort than Frost iteration of the 2022 Huskers, but this is not exclusive to this year. Are we forgetting the effusive praise given to the team at the end of last year and the effort they put in for an obviously lost cause? I, I think, to answer both of those questions, I think that the optimism is is coming from some of the things that you mentioned, Gary, a few minutes ago with Mickey Joseph and just how he approaches it. I think that that his outlook and maybe his view on football, his view on life, I, I think it is giving people the warm and fuzzies. And I think right now people are riding an emotional high because the head coach, the current interim head coach, wants to be at Nebraska. I think he's taking pride in his job. He's not making excuses. So I think that that is kind of clouding a lot of this. They lost another one-score game. They've yeah. lost a lot of one-score games over the last couple of years. So it, it has to be about more than just, in my opinion, the play on the field. Here is uh, Brian. Brian, welcome to Big Red Overreaction. 
What's going on, fellas? What's hey, on, Brian. Man? What's going on, man? Oh, what's up, B? What's going on, Josh? Hey, I, I would say this. A couple of things. Mm-hmm. As far as the defense, I know we get a lot of running yards, but if I go back, I look at it like a series. The series on top of each other. The, the, the runs run on top of each other form a series. If you look early in the game, when they scored their first touchdown on us, you know, the, our young freshmen who were undersized, I think they said the sign is like 220 pounds. I'm like, he looked like Demario Williams, as small as he was, playing middle linebacker yeah. against those six-year seniors. And they met him in the gap. There was good plays called, and they were supposed to tackle them, but they just didn't make the tackles because, in my opinion, they, they're young. So my optimism is not, you know, whether Mickey's the coach or not, oh, I just want some of what the essence of what Mickey has in the next coaching staff that we have. I want the coach to show up on time. Yeah. I want the coach to be there. I want him to want to be there. I, don't, I want him to be committed. That's what I want, whether that's Mickey or not. Okay. But my optimism is in the future that if we have a coach or a coaching staff with that, that in the future – that that look is very good. I'm not worried about the record this year. I'm looking at development, seeing how he's developing, how the development of the program is being handled right now. Because my complaint for the last few years is that people making the decisions that are above my pay grade don't know what the hell they're doing down there. And it seems like that has changed, especially with Trev down there. That's where my optimism is coming from. I don't care about the record. I've seen enough of development, well, like even young kids when they're playing, come in there week one, week two, look horrible. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Parents don't even want to be there. Week five or six, things change. So you got to just go ahead and look towards the future. Don't get frustrated with everything that you see right now. And people talk about that, that pass, our, our pass coverage. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the defensive backs, hey, they did their job sometimes. If you back there covering, if the quarterback has to wait five to six seconds to pass the ball, that means nobody was open for a time and period. We just need some people that can rush the passer. Yep. A little bit more athletic on the line. So, yeah. hey, I'm optimistic yeah. about the future, Gary. I'm not about to sit yeah. up here and crowd anybody, Coach. Just want them to get it right. So, hey. Yep. Hey, Brian. Last hey, hey, Brian. Hey, hey, Josh. Hey, hey, go Cowboys. Go oh. hey, Cowboys. Hey, one other thing. Me and my boy, when you going to be going around Cali, I want some of that food. Go- going where? Oh, they- Cali. They've already been out there. Oh, yeah, we're already there, man. We went there at the end of September. Yeah, it was awesome. Next year. We'll see you there next year. Okay, I'll see you next year. Have a good weekend. Hey, thanks, Brian. Take care, man. Go Cowboys. Fly, Eagles, fly. Um, So this this is another thing that I, I think is a transition, is you've now got a guy in charge that doesn't care about the past. Yes. He, he can't. Yes. Well, he can't all of a sudden overnight import a bunch of new offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about the past, even though the past continues to rear its ugly head in how this roster was assembled. But I think he's done a really good job adding on to the difference in this team in a month. Utah and won. Utah wins 43-42. Wow, what a game. What a comeback. Is, is, is people care about each other. Mm-hmm. They want to be around each other. They're committed to the coach because they trust the coach and they believe in his message. But I'm glad that Mickey Mickey has moved away from anything that happened the night of Georgia Southern. Everything has to move forward. Yeah. And he knows that. And I said this the other day. There are certain things that are going on that appear to me that are not just, hey, 
let's fix this for the 22 team, and maybe it'll result in a victory. That if we fix this with the 22 team, this is something that is in place when 23 begins, Mm -hmm. that we don't have to worry about, that we've been able to overcome, and now we've reestablished that. And I think that's something that a guy like Mickey, who does a good job in delivering a message, can do for guys that were looking to be led. And now they have a leader that they trust in. Now you hope that another week off, some of those things that ailed them tonight, that ailed them the week before and against Indiana, they can shore up and give them a chance. Because when Illinois comes in here, we're going to say this in two weeks, that'll be the best team Nebraska's played all year. Yeah, for sure. And you know what's what's interesting, too, that I think back to is what happened after the Oklahoma game, they had two weeks, and they did come out looking like a different team versus Indiana. What what can they put together over the course of the next two weeks? I don't think that any of us really saw the defensive performances coming that they had versus Indiana and Rutgers. So do they have something that they can do? You mentioned scheming earlier on offense. Can they scheme away from their bad offensive line? They have two weeks to try to figure something out to do versus Illinois because this is the, the final stretch. They have, they have one more week off, and then they're going to have five straight games to finish up the season. Well, and I think that's the only way to go. Yeah. Now, now, last year, the offensive line was porous at times. And they were able to scheme themselves into at least being able to run the football. Now, they had the element of the quarterback run game, which helped immensely. Mm -hmm. But they can't just, in the last five games, just say, "Ah, you know what, if we run the ball for a couple yards, that's okay because we're going to throw it deep. That is an awful way to live. So you you have to find a way, and that's going to be – you know, is Vokalek going to make a home as an extended offensive lineman? Who knows? But they, they can't they can't just say we're not going to run the ball like they did tonight. Yeah. And I and hope that Trey Palmer is going to be open like he was. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe Purdue couldn't find him. Yeah, and they got to get their defense off the field. John just put out a graphic. That was the second most plays that Nebraska's defense has seen in a football game since 2004 and only the second time that they have seen more than 100 plays. They saw 102 in the win over Iowa State back in 07, Bill Callahan's last year. Well, we'll take a break, come back with uh, more Hank, Moe, and Andy. Uh, stay right there. Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Also, Burton, when your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. There's Josh, birthday boy Conrad. I'm Gary on 101.9 The Keg and 1620 The Zone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.